0: hello and welcome back to another episode of quick spin the auto week podcast it takes you to the essence of an automobile today we are talking about the 2020 chevrolet corvette convertible that's right it's all c8 all the time today you can check out this c8 corvette on our instagram page that's right head over to at auto week usa on instagram also swing by our facebook page while you're there don't forget to like subscribe so you can get all the great auto week content that we put out regularly we're going to jump to the c8 corvette in just one second but before then, we have to pay the bills. Our friends at Road & Track have some big news to share. The premium lifestyle magazine for the automotive enthusiast is now fully loaded. Become a member of the track club and receive six supersized devil issues a year, plus access to digital content, dozens of partner privileges, exclusive invites to editorial events, and first dibs on insider automotive events both online and around the world. Hop on in by visiting roadandtrack.com/join. roadandtrack.com join. That's R-O-A-D-A-N-D-T-R-A-C-K dot C-O-M forward slash join and without any further ado robin tell me about this chevrolet corvette
1: well i'd be happy to except that i wasn't the one that drove it Ren, you drove it wait so you tell me about this car that's what i'm here for you to tell me about it oh man i don't i haven't driven it i actually and this is true i have not even seen a corvette convertible in person I've only seen pictures of it on my computer. So you're going to have to tell me what it's like. What it's like to walk around. What does it look like? You tell me. I want to know.
0: Now that you mention it, I do remember this car. I had to jog my memory there for a second. So thank you for reminding me. Yes, I uh, spent some good time with the C8, uh, which is a Citroën. And I won't talk about that. But the Chevrolet Corvette, the eighth generation Chevrolet Corvette convertible. And like you, I hadn't seen a uh, convertible in person. Finally saw one. And it is striking.
1: Well, let me let me ask you a question because you always become quite testicular about. Hey, you better record something. You better walk around this car, stuff like that. Well, were you stickular to yourself?
0: We're gonna go to my walk around of the twenty twenty Chevrolet Corvette right now. I'm here with the twenty twenty Chevrolet Corvette. That's the C8 Corvette for those that are uh, in the know. And this particular tester is a bright shade of yellow, and it's a Z51 convertible, which means it has about every box checked possible on the uh, 2020 Corvette. Of course, Z51 means it has behind the driver the LT2, 495 horsepower V8. But we're stepping out, so we're going to drive it in a second, but we're going to step outside really fast and give you a walk around. Seeing the 2020 Corvette, the C8 Corvette in pictures, it it is kind of polarizing. But in real life, it is a a very striking car. It kind of looks like you know, the back half of a Camaro, a little bit that the st- same styling in the front of a very aggressive mid engine uh, supercar, which, I mean, fits. However, if you go to the front, obviously, and pop the hood, you will find not an engine, of course, but a trunk, because the engine is now behind the driver. The trunk's actually very spacious. Uh, went to a trip to a grocery store and filled it up with pizzas, as an adult is one to do. Now, moving into the car, it should be noted that the sills are quite wide so if you have a narrow for some reason parking spot and it doesn't have billionaire doors so the doors open like a traditional corvette if you have a, a narrow spark parking spot you might find some problems because the sills are probably ooh, just looking with my eyeball here about a foot wide so kind of a kind of a big step in but the driver's seat sitting from the driver's seat as you often do if you're driving it. It feels kind of special. It feels kind of like a fighter jet. The, the infotainment screen's angled at you, the driver. Uh, the gauge pod is, you know, obviously pointed at you too. You're, you're sitting in kind of a, a an aircraft cockpit, which is hilarious. Um, the seats, you know, t- a pair of heavily bolstered performance seats. Got a lot of carbon fiber everywhere. Sitting in the car the H points a little high for me. And also the uh, striking line of buttons in person is not as uncomfortable as it may seem. It looks actually really good in person. It fits the interior styling. And obviously this, this yellow car, this bright yellow car, has yellow accent stitching everywhere, um, which is probably part of the $26,000 of options. Also, it is a convertible. And we're going to drop the top in the next segment. But finding the top switch, t- it takes a second. If you don't read the manual, who reads the manuals? That's a cheat code for a new car. The Rear window and the convertible top switch is set on the uh, window switch panel on the driver's door. The When the top goes down, it looks kind of like a transformer. But yeah, let's go for a
1: drive. My biggest question for you is you have seen the Corvette Coupe and now you've seen the Corvette convertible. I want to talk about the Corvette look to you in general, but first parse out. How did it feel? What were the differences between the coupe and the convertible? Was, was the convertible visually different to look at with the top up, with the top down? I mean, how did that feel?
0: I don't know, right? So the coupe looks like a, like a traditional supercar, right? There's a big honking rear hatch... It's great. The convertible, instead of a big, massive rear hatch, because it's a folding hardtop convertible, very cool. It's got two long sills behind the driver, so sort of like driver's pods. Now, the huge downside, which was only brought to my attention when my house maintenance guy that I'm renting the house from, property manager maintenance guy, came over and said, hey, can I see the engine? And I said, Sure. I can open a hood. This is not very hard. Uh, you cannot actually see the engine in the convertible. That is, I would imagine that's a downside for some because that's where the, the top goes. So you would have to get the top in a staging assembly and then remove a heat shield because the heat, there's a heat shield that protects the headliner and the rest of the top. I guess that's, a really, that's the only real negative of the convertible. The long, flat back of the convertible C8 Corvette makes it look almost like a long tail version, which is... Interesting. Which is uh, aesthetically, you know, Very, very cool. I would not have expected that.
1: Do you think that the Corvette convertible and the Corvette generally still looks like a Corvette? Did Chevrolet go too far departing from the classic Corvette lines? Or do you still see Corvette when you look at the C8 convertible?
0: The obvious answer is yet it still undeniably looks like a corvette like if you strip this of its badges i'd say huh did gm build a mid-engine supercar and somebody from gm would climb out and say no pictures while you're looking at this prototype please leave i'd say ah it is a corvette it does look exotic though
1: so if it looks like a corvette and you had the keys to this thing i can only hope and assume that you did drive it and i'm quite interested to know of what it was like to drive
0: i did drive it and we're gonna hear that right now thank you for that segue So the sight lines backing up, you're gonna rely a lot on the cameras in this Corvette because the sight lines are expectedly bad on a mid-engine car. Flip it into the Z mode real fast, which opens up. The Z mode's a customizable drive mode where you kind of can set in the settings how you want the car to perform right now. It's set with the engine and track and everything else in sport mode. Riding on a set of Michelin Pilot 4Ss, I believe, are the standard tire for the Z51 Corvette. Obviously, it's gonna get more aggressive as the Corvette gets more aggressive. The transmission so i've been in a lot of dual clutch i've driven a lot of cars with dual clutch transmissions obviously the the standard is the pdk and this is every bit as sharp as the pdk i would say uh lightning fast shifts on demand up or down the sport suspension and, sp- and the suspension sport mode is firm expectedly firm um so be careful around the old potholes obviously you can soften that up with the, uh, the touring mode we are just cruising i'm gonna hop on the interstate real fast and give you a little pull see how this thing accelerates the kind of noise it makes You do get a good amount of engine noise. Oof. There's a ripple on the street. You do get a good amount of engine noise in the cabin. I think what sets this Corvette apart from your average $100,000 supercar, $200,000 supercar, or even the previous generation of Corvette, are the current generation of 992 Porsche 911s. The visceral feel of speed with the C8 Corvette is, is present, which I haven't felt in a high performance car I'm in my time at Auto Week. It really feels like you're accelerating, it doesn't feel disconnected from the world around you. I, uh, I'm a huge fan. If there's a young person in your life who's really into cars, give them the gift of RNT crew. The ultimate subscription box by Rodent Track for kids ages six to ten every other month. A box that's delivered to their door and is stuffed with cool accessories, fun activities, and a magazine chock full of facts, stories, games, and more. Sign up now and receive the all new Need for Speed box and enter code Auto That's, of course. A-U-T-O-W-E-E-K for 10% off an annual subscription. Just head over to rtcrew.com. That's R-T-C-R-E-W dot C-O-M and use the code AutoWeek.
1: So what I want to know, Ren, you drove this car and you had a lot of interesting things to say about it, but I didn't get a sense of what it was like to have 495 horsepower right behind you. What was it like? to have that much horsepower, just inches away from your back.
0: It is very quick. It is, it's is—it's a very quick car. Uh, the weight of the motor being behind you, the fact the, that Chevy moved the engine behind you, it feels special, which also that might have affected how I have felt driving the car, right? I talked about how you feel the, the visceral feel of speed. You see the world around you going by quickly, which, I mean, since you're so close to the front axle, that might be a reason why you're so low to the ground and so low to the front axle, so close to the front axle.
1: So you're singing it in an entirely different place for a Corvette. You have nearly 500 horsepower, but you don't have a manual transmission. So it's a very different experience. What was that like?
0: Now, uh, I will be the first person to say that I love the manual transmission. Let it go on the record that I am a huge fan of the manual transmission. Let's save the manual transmissions. All of my personal cars, except for one of which was not available with a manual transmission, have manual transmissions. That being said, the dual clutch transmissions just—it's hard to argue with it, right? It's so much faster. It feels so good. It's so responsive. It takes away a lot of the driver error that can happen with you know people that don't have quite as much time in a high performance vehicle. I'm not saying that's corvette drivers i'm just saying that in general uh if this is your first high performance car you might have some problems with uh how the clutch feels or blah 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 not anymore it just you rip off lightning fast shifts obviously paddle controlled and you have so much fun doing so now would it be better if it had a manual transmission or would it be like more engaging i don't know it's hard to say honestly it feels almost as good as having like a, a sequential transmission obviously it doesn't but it has that kind of race car feel to it i feel having driven cars with sequential transmissions.
1: So you always get like a wry smile on your face. Even though I don't always see you, I know the smile is there. And you want to know what the essence of a car is. And here it is. The tables have turned. Oh, man. I need to know from you, what do you think? What is the Corvette convertible's essence?
0: yeah so that's a very good question and i've i've, I've been th- i've been dreading this question obviously since we've arranged this uh, i've been thinking a lot about it and this is a huge generational shift for the corvette right it's everything that maybe not everything that zora wanted because zora couldn't probably imagine what this car would be but it i think zora would be happy
1: but zora definitely did want mid-engine it definitely know did, that,
0: definitely right? did want mid-engine of course but i think it is the most honest evolution of the corvette that we've seen it is the true changing of the guard for the corvette it's it's a modernization of the corvette I I think the convertible also adds a lot of elements that you know, because traditionally, when you picture a Corvette owner, you're picturing like the guy mid 50s has a Corvette jacket doesn't really drive the car aggressively.
1: I think down to went to Bowling Green to pick it up himself from the factory, which I,
0: I believe you'll be able to do eventually. And I think that person will be extremely happy with this car just the same. It's a fantastic car in that regard. It does everything you want a Corvette to do. But I think that this opens the door for buyers that weren't even considering the Corvette. Now the C7 Corvette, we've discussed it extensively. Fantastic car handles great absolute bargain for the performance. But I think the C8 is just so much more. I think the essence of the Corvette is the C8 Corvette specifically. is just more. It's so good. It's-
1: this is what is one of the great opportunities. This is one of the reasons why I was so excited that you were driving this car. You spoke about the history and what the Corvette means and what it has been and the average owner in his mid-50s. You're not in your mid-50s. You're in your 20s. You're not a Corvette traditionalist because the Corvette's more than twice as old as you. Did you like it? Did you like it? This car's incredible.
0: If I had the money... Now, the stickler for the convertible, all right? This is combined with the ability that you really can't get a 2020 right now. This, the problem with this car is the price. Oh, if I had the money, I'd be screaming at the big Corvette dealer saying, give me my car. I want my car. This car's awesome. Um, I think I'm more of a coupe person personally. I like to see the engine and also I hate the sun. People know me. I'm, I might be a vampire. But the sticker price, Robin, are you sitting down? I can see you, so I know you are. But are you sitting down?
1: Uh, hold On wait, yeah, yes, I am sitting down. Ninety-three thousand six hundred and sixty dollars as delivered. I have to tell you, it is expensive, but man, I mean, if you look at some of the window stickers of a lot of SUVs these days, it wasn't that long ago that Auto Week and a few of us at Auto Week drove an eighty thousand dollar Ford Expedition, an eighty, I think, five thousand dollar GMC Yukon. So, you know, it's...
0: It's totally relative. Yeah, but yeah. man, I think this generation of Corvettes opened a new demographics that Chevrolet hasn't seen since the first, first generation of car, maybe the second generation car. But I think that the youth buyer, the young person who wants something exotic and fun, they're, I know they're lining up to get the car and they, yeah, it's it's incredible. But I think that's about as good as a place to wrap this up as there can be. Don't forget to head over to the Apple Podcast store, drop us a little review. Give us those five stars or, you know, wherever you listen to this, don't forget to drop us a review and give us those little five stars. We truly appreciate it. And most importantly, thank you for listening.